morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Lactus Fans with me, Robert. With me, Pete. It's been a while. Yes, you heard right. It's been a while. The furnace is complete. Done, no? Man like Mo, ouch here. Blah, 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 it's blah. been a while. It's been a while. I feel like a newbie again. Mm. The gas levels. I feel like this the is my new birth. Levels. My new birth. The gas levels are so high. The bass in the voice. British the gas. New birth. Anyway, we'll get back. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into why Mo hasn't been mm. there on. But you know, I've been thinking this week. About something very silly, but it's been it's, it's been funny to think about. So, whilst 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 Pete, you've been away, Mo. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll get sorry, not sorry. Okay, okay. We'll get that cool, in a second. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, all right. Just, just like a little aside. Okay. Right? okay. Something I've been thinking. Is it story time? It's story time. Story time. But it's, it's story time. But it's more of, of like a collective. Let's 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 do some group thinking. Okay. Okay. So whilst you've been away, mm. Peter and I, because when you're not here, we're not we're not the furnace. Funnies is all of us, you know? Mm. I like that you put that still. Yeah. Gassing. So when it's just me and Peter, we're the rock and the rock star. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's the rock. I'm the rock star. <laughs> so so like so like so like this week I was thinking, rah, if it was just me or Mo or, or Peter or Mo, what would the tag team name be for those two parents? Mm. Okay. Like right. I've got my ideas. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hear your ideas. You you've thought about this. Let's hear your ideas and then we can critique them. And then you guys have to give your oh, ideas. They, can, they can inspire new ideas. Okay. So, <laughs> so I thought silly. For me and Moses, right? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear this. <laughs> it would be the man like and the ones the babes love. Because <laughs> I think that sums up everything in the pairing. The one the men like and the one the babes love. No, so. no, the man like. Cause, cause, cause. <laughs> hey, 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 bro, bro, nah, 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 no, Jesus said no. No. Yeah. no. no. Uh, okay, so okay. So man like Mo and what, the no, one no, the no, the love. man like and mm-hmm. the one the babes love. Okay. Yes. And for for you two. I've got I've got the idea, but I, I, I don't I don't think I've got I've got the wording right. Okay. So I was thinking something along the lines of oh, what was it again? The Walker and the Potter. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I see where you're going. You see, you see, you see what I tried I, to do there? I only see where you're going with the Potter because of Moses part in the sea. But Peter walked on the water. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then and the Moses part in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Sorry, this is dumb. That was my. That was my thinking. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Is this after you explained it? I like it. Yeah. Okay, so you 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 guys turn. Let's let's have a bit of a crazy. I like the walk on the farter. Farter. Um, for you two. I don't know. I have to think about this. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come back to it by the end of the episode. I think Peter myself. Would be again. I have the idea, but I don't think this is that like still trying to find the right words. It will be something along. Um, it will be something along theological lines. So mm. it's like either literal liberal. Um, Wait, who's liberal? 
Because I'm not liberal. I think I think both of us have got some liberal sense. Mm. Um, so where I will like stick, where I used to stick fast to like Calvinism, blah, 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 you're a lot more liberal. Mm, mm. And where you would almost read literally into the word, I'll be a bit more liberal. Oh, so right, we both okay, got, okay, okay, okay. so yeah, so, something okay, along okay, those lines okay. that kind of contrast. Right, it's okay. Oh, I, think, I think a little, let me think a bit more about this. Something that contrasts <laughs> deep, that. Right. Um, and I think it would, Whilst it would be a lot more theological on our side, me and Peter, me and Robert wouldn't necessarily be that, but it would, it would be it would be reflective of what he said. It's more so personality rather than. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if I. I think man like and the ones the babes like. No, the one the babes love. The one the babes whatever. I think that's a bit too long. It's also just not true. It is true. <laughs> the babes be loving film. I would. I would. I would like. Potentially alter it to like man like Yalis. Man like Yalis, that could work. <laughs> so Robert's a Gallus, and I'm just man like. It also sounds like a man likes Gallus, like. It also, yeah, so it's a play on words, man like Gallus. Yeah, so it sounds kind of gay. No, 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 it's not. It's not that man likes not, a Gallus. You can't say that. You can't say that. But it does. It does. It, it sounds like the man likes the Gallus to you, and man, he's not getting the love back because like the other guy Gallus. likes the Gallus. He no, likes the girls. Man like. Gallus. Sounds like so it's I'm not man like I'm required to love. It's not man likes. Like. It's man like Gallus. That's because he's not from the streets. That's why he no, doesn't it's understand. Not. It's not. <laughs> I'm not from the streets. Seamstress in that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, okay. Look, I, I need to think about this a little bit more. I need to think about this a little I bit think more. About I'll, I'll come back to it either at the end of the episode or next episode. I'll have I'll have some cool. listeners. I'll have give, some fire suggestions. Give us your feedback as well. But yeah, no, I think I think for you two, I'll be starting along the lines of like Robocop. What, for both of us? Yeah. How just so? a parent. Because you're, you're emotionless, just robot. <laughs> but I just put the cop in there because it's bants. But yeah, something, something along those lines. But I don't know. Because I think the rock and the rock star, actually that works. That that, works. It surprisingly does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Much to my chagrin, but yeah, it actually it does, yeah. But no, I'll, th- I'll think about this a little bit more. Yeah. I, I like, okay, so my like guy, this, that works. Walk on the Potter, that works. I think even um, the Rock Splitter, in terms of me and Peter, Peter's the Rock, and Moses struck the Rock and water came through. Rock Splitter, oh. that works. So as Rock well. Splitter, rah! <laughs> I'm off today, like what? I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of any. This is, this is okay. okay, okay. All, right. All right, we can come back to that, listeners. Give us your input too, because it's fun. Real. It's good to have fun sometimes. Speaking of fun, sorry, not sorry. Mm. Moses, it's been a while. I'm on the hot seat. seat. You need to take the hot seat. Okay, say nothing. Did you say Anita was in the hot seat? No, I said you need to take the hot seat. Got that. You want to go first, Peter? No, no, no. no. (laughs) Peter's still thinking. I need to come through now. Peter's trying to find one hard thing. Hey, don't worry. I just handed in my dissertation so that theological man should be percolating. Mm. All right, cool. Okay, let me go first then. So my question to Moses is based on... What was I listening to? I think I listened to... Ask Pastor John. Okay. Ooh. And jump out. Damn questions there. Okay. So one one of the questions was like, um, so it was around the scriptures where it it it, it, it tells believers to you know love other believers, mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. and the question was like, is it love if you don't feel the love of the actions you're doing towards the person you're doing, in quotes in love. Mm. So is it is it truly love if you're not 
feeling the emotion feeling the emotion of love um yes yes it is because i don't contrary to popular belief i don't believe that love is an emotion um like jesus says by this you will know that um you will know like fulfill my commandments and you will know my love so it is us it is in us stepping out that we receive god's love so even if we don't feel it that's not that doesn't negate the command to do. But so, it, so, so would you say I'm, that I'm almost reflecting it in us receiving God's love, not by just almost sitting down and meditating, but by actually living out what he's called us to do. And in that, we get to see God's hand upon us and we get to feel his love as we're stepping up. I definitely agree that, that love is an emotion. Mm -hmm. But would you then say that there are not certain emotions that are attached to loving someone? Um... Yeah, I, I do. I do feel that we experience some sort of euphoria, for lack of better words, when it comes to being or what we um, assimilate with being in love, where the butterflies or whatever. There's some sort of euphoria there, um, but I would. I wouldn't necessarily because I know that a lot of people have almost broken up relationships, divorced, and stuff like that because they don't feel they're in love anymore. And I've heard someone say because you like not feeling in love with your wife is is all the more reason to love them mm. because it's not an emotion it's something that is 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 a verb it's something you do mm. and so just because you're not quote unquote in love doesn't mean you just have a divorce but no that's when you dig deep and actually express your love even more so even when we don't feel like we want to forgive we know that we we want to forgive another believer i'm going to limit it to believers we know that that's what we've been called to and so we will do that in obedience to God and honouring him through loving and obeying his commandments as we show it out to other people. So I think there isn't, I would have to stress that our demonstrate, our obeying God's commandments in relations to the community, first and foremost reflects our relationship with him rather than our relationship with each other. So if I am convicted by the Holy Spirit that I need to forgive this person or I need to love this person, then my loving them isn't based on how I feel towards them, but rather how I feel towards God. Because the Bible says, how can you claim you love God if you don't love your brother who you see? And so if I am then saying, I don't, I don't feel the physical, I don't feel the emotional love towards you, so I'm not going to love you, then that's, biblically, that's a reflection of what I'm saying about my relationship to God. It's like, how can I say that I love God if I'm not loving those he's called me to love? And I display my love for God by loving God's people. I display my obedience to God by obeying like how he's called me out to live with his people. And yeah, so our loving each other is a reflection of our loving God. And like we don't, God loved us first that we may, that we may then love him. And so it's, it's almost a, reciprocating what we've already received so we've already received that forgiveness and so we forgive other people we've already received that grace and so we extend that grace to other people and so even if i don't feel it i've received it and as a result of me receiving it if as the bible says um if the spirit that raised christ lives in us then he will, he will cause us to do the things that jesus did in terms of forgiving others and walking in love and, and doing the things that he did Healing, all of them stuff there. So 
that's 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 a different topic. But um, yeah, so I'll say our loving each other isn't a reflection of our emotions towards each other, but rather a heart towards God. Blah. I like it. Mo, <coughs> given from a secular point of view, Christianity essentially just took one of the best Jews to ever walk the earth and say he was God. Mm-hmm. What should the church's position be on modern day Jews and Israel uh, as pertains to their activities against and with or against and from their enemies? Okay. Um, wow, that's that's one social political sort of question. <laughs> that's mad. I had to go into the, 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 and the it, bank. Because it's from a secular perspective, mm. I can't necessarily hold them to strict biblical um, principles and rules. Yeah. Um, firstly, I was, firstly, what I'll say is um, we need to hold the nation of Israel to the same standards that we hold wider nations to. And so okay. if if World War Two was started because Nazi movement was mm. such against a nation, ironically, mm. Jewish nation, mm. we should be holding them to the same standards where it's like you can't and not, necess- not necessarily saying that this is what is happening or whatever, I'm just throwing out hypotheticals where it's mm. like one nation cannot um, just go out and this this is such a tricky one because technically this is what the Old Testament Jews did in conquering the promised land they went out and they literally like yeah. just mass genocide yeah yeah but I think the difference is that there weren't any things in place to say that you there wasn't like any like national consensus saying that you couldn't do that back then there wasn't and that was almost the nature of of the times back then, everyone mm. is like in the season when the kings went out to war. It's like, mm. well, you man had a season for war. Mm. That's mad. Um, that's sick, you know. That's, I think they should bring that back. <laughs> and that, that who's going to lead us to war? Boris Johnson <laughs> or the Queen? Well, just don't take part in it. <laughs> it's all right. I don't think that they had a choice. No, if if, if, if it's that season, you every able-bodied male. Yeah, and you do that happen. <laughs> oh, and now as well, every able-bodied female. I'll, Say yeah. you know gender equality, bro. You better be on that <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> that, yeah. But no, equality. I wouldn't follow Boris Johnson into war. Neither would I follow the Queen into war. I wouldn't follow. I'm not even trying to follow him into Brexit. There you, <laughs> there you go. Oh, but, but if, it was, if it was a law that said you had to become a soldier, I'll pull a uh, Muhammad Ali. I'll, no, what's it? What's, what's the word? Uh, abstain. Abscond. One of those two ones. Um, you can't abscond because you're not royalty. No, what did you? Uh, hey, this did. is my sorry, not sorry, you know. This is his sorry, not sorry, yeah. <laughs> so say sorry, Peter. Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow them. I'm not um, sorry. I know that in the Old Testament there were nations who tried to stay neutral, and because they were neutral, they were raided, and the people who were raiding them knew that they wouldn't be able to lean on somebody else for help. Mm. So I think the That's good tactics. The nation of Dan were looking for the tribe of Dan were looking for land. And they saw a land that was like unprotected, they were neutral, and then they just called out, yeah, yeah, it was, it was mad. Um, and then they picked up some guy's gods and then took a Levite's god. <laughs> Nuts. But yeah, um, so I'll say hold, um, we need to hold a nation to the standards that we're holding a wider um, world to, in mm. that, like, what if, if it's killing and mass murder and stuff like that, what you're doing is wrong. Mm. And like, no ifs or buts. What you're doing is wrong, and you need mm. you need to be held accountable to that. Mm. And if you're not trying to be held accountable to that, then things need to escalate. We kind of need to show you how serious what you're doing is. Um, all whilst approaching it from a position of 
we're not trying to cut you off because you're still in the world, in it. Like mm. we're trying to restore. It's trying to we're trying to do like a restorative thing. But if you're trying to play difficult, then mm. obviously two twos, nuclear warheads. Let's see what I'm going. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I was saying it fundamentally comes down to if it's not based on the Bible, if it's if it's a secular thing, what is the law of the land? Or now, what's the law of the world? What is the uni- what is the united what united consensus? That's the the consensus mm. um, as to what is happening, and mm. let's hold them accountable. Let's mm. hold any nation who's doing things, whether America, whether UK, whether Israel, any nation who's doing things that we know is detrimental to other nations, like let's hold them accountable. Mm. And I say that because it's like, we've got nations literally still pillaging Africa and people are kind of remaining silent. Mm. And so it's not just like an Israel thing or whatever, but any nation who's doing something that we know that this is like bringing down a nation's economy, blah, 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 this and that, like removing... um, actively removing jobs and stuff from the locals then yeah we, mm. we need to we need to adjust that okay. almost sounds like a brexit speech well so part b of the question was mm-hmm. we're saying hold them to you know every the the same laws and the same standards we hold every other nation mm-hmm. i think and i may be misremembering this but part of the conflict was to do with land that israel claims god has given them mm. um and other people are saying that nah, that's our land or historically that was our land yeah. how do you that's a- just, just a quick question mm. for you. Ask your question. Now that Jesus has come and gone, yeah, is Israel still God's chosen people? Yes. Yeah. Well, so that's that's the main crux of this question: is Israel is still God's first wife, or not first wife, but you know, in 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 terms of in terms of that metaphor. Hey, you Israel, made God sound like a Muslim. <laughs> Israel is still God's um, God's wife. Um, no longer the the. The word I'm trying to use is the whorish wife because Israel kind of kept on going away. Yeah. Um, but it's still God's wife and um, the church Jose is still... Goma, boy. Yeah. Israel is still Goma. Exactly. Goma. Israel is still Goma, but the church is still the, bride's, uh, the bride to the son of Israel, if that makes sense. Then so then, then, then they're still our mother-in-law, essentially. Then, then shouldn't us, who we say we're Christian mm. countries, be defending Israel. What well, is the question? That's the, and that's that's what some Christians are doing. Yeah, some Christians. Some are very some like, some pastors have said that's why th- they they believe you know that's a big reason why America hasn't faced the judgment that is due uh, due to its like secularism and oh, yeah, and thing. I, yeah, I because they are big supporters of Israel oh. and you're supporters of God's people. So because of that, like they feel like that's a big reason why God has held back on judging America. America should be going to hell right now. <laughs> Hey, but do you know what though? Yeah, I I genuinely I genuinely disagree with that, mm. and I dis- wholeheartedly disagree with that because I, I believe that in Christ judgment is now being held for the for the final judgment, rather than being mitigated throughout. Because it was it's almost like if if that's not the case, we mm. should be seeing Sodom and Gomorrah type situations happening over and over. Yeah, again. yeah, but at the same time as well, you 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 can appreciate that like. Some I I completely agree and I, I get yeah. what you're saying I get what you're saying but I think there's also some elements of you still see God's favor on on countries you still see like a country's flourishing and it's you can attribute it to okay God's with these people mm. if that makes sense so I think that's along the lines of God restraining His judgment from the country because mm-hmm. I I completely get what you mean in that given we've got Christ anyone who's in Christ, that final judgment's already been, mm. already been uh, sheltered from it. 
Um, but I think the sentiment was God favors these countries. God doesn't judge these countries because they are big supporters of yeah. his, his people. Uh, yeah, I think I, I've, I, I very much like find an issue with that. Mm. And I know that that's not what you're necessarily presenting. You're mm-hmm. almost like reflecting what another person's presenting simply because it's almost like, well, I can... I can do whatever I want to do so long as I so long as I support the Jews mm. then I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good position there's an element of truth to that though and there's an element of truth to that even in even in salvation because mm. if you believe once saved always saved then it's almost like well, I can mm, I can do whatever I want to do but then we're like but there's a caveat because if the, if if you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you be mm. convicted. You won't be able to live in your sin. You were a pig, now you're a dove. You won't be able to go back to the pigsty. Blah blah mm. blah. This and that. And so there's a transformation that is then seen mm. in the way that you live out. Mm. Um, and also, I believe firmly, taking the cue from Paul when he like brought Peter to account publicly, it's just like yo, even in like um, chastisement starts with the household of God. Mm. And so even if I am siding with you and not like you, I'm pointing at people. Yeah, 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 like like Israel, you. yeah, yeah. But if I'm, if I'm siding with someone and they're doing something wrong, mm. I ought to be able to correct them. Oh, yeah. No, the and it's like, there, yeah. I know that we've said this before. If we go out with, with our wives or our partners and um, they did something wrong, publicly we're going to defend them. But as soon as we get back home, we're going to be like, yo, <laughs> what was that? We did. Um, but publicly, we're going to stand for them. And yeah. it could almost be seen as though America's publicly standing with mm. that thing, but might maybe privately being like, you messed up. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you, you but but up. then going, going back to the sorry, not sorry part, um, given it's the same God, <laughs> yeah. same God that's given them their right. And there's, you know, I, I think, again, I might be misremembering it, but most of their conflict is because of their affiliation with their God and what he's mm. given them. What's your stand then? So my stance what, what should the church what should the church's stand regarding that be? My okay. You you switched the question. It was initially secular. Oh yeah, it was church. initially secular. Yeah. Now it's church. Now it's okay. church. Okay, cool. Because God's come into the picture. Okay, fair enough. So from a secular perspective, the nations are like, we don't care about your God. Exactly. <laughs> this, yeah. This is our land, isn't it? Yeah. Um from a church's perspective, if we read the Old Testament narrative, there were instructions in specific times when they were they were led out to go rec- reclaim their land. Mm-hmm. Um, or that the prophets would come and say, this has happened because you've done this. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a time and there's going to be payment to that people and things are going to be restored and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I would question, as the church, I would question, are we listening to God's leadership in this situation? Mm. Has God said, let's start this war? Has God said, this is the means by which we ought to obtain this land again? Mm. Um, because we're, Arguably, we're no longer in the season where kings go out to war. Mm. Not in the same way, in the same manner in which they did it. Now it's a bit more diplomatic. Mm -hmm. There are different channels and stuff that have been established. So even if we're going to go out to war against these nations, Mm. it might not be a case in which I'm bringing out out a sword. Mm. No, it might be a case, you know, like that. We're not going to be sitting in the UN trying to do sword fights and stuff. Like Mm. It's going to be a totally different situation. Mm. Um, And then looking for the wisdom praying for the spirit's leadership to you to be like, all right, cool. Like, how do we do this? How do we do that? Mm. Um, and I've, I feel like one thing that really strikes me and I find some sort of relevance here is that when Israel was like wholeheartedly, well, not, not whole, I don't think they ever wholeheartedly followed God, but when they were more so following God, 
they didn't really need many prophets. The, um, the temple, the priests and stuff were able to discern mm. and to kind of mm. share what God was saying. Mm. And they would like, when they went to the battle, they would take the Ark of the Covenant and God would fight the wars and stuff like that. Um, but when they started to do their own thing, that's when they needed prophets almost rebuke them and to mm. give them correction and stuff. Mm. And so if, if every battle, almost every battle that was fought, had the Lord's presence in it, had the Ark of the Covenant around it and like truly was being led. Mm. I would say, let's go back to that. If you believe that God gave you this land and somebody else has taken it, God can give it back to you. Okay. Now, him giving it back to you might very well include you fighting for yeah. it. But let's ask how to get it back. Like, I love David for the fact of he was a man of war, but before almost every war, he will still ask God, how do I go about this mm, war? Mm. Am I going to win? Mm. How, like, how should I fight? And God will give him instructions. Mm. And I'm like, this, this is how we need to approach this. Not just, this is worse before, or nah, let's, God, how do I approach this situation? Okay. So yeah, I'll be so, so again, being led, discernment, mm. um, trusting in God for what he has given us in the first place. Right, okay. I'm not sure if that's sufficient. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that. So you're saying the church should not blindly support. No, we should seek no. God's. So I say we should. Wisdom. So even even, even in, in our support, our support may look like rebuke. Mm. And let's okay. not let's not rule that out. Mm. But okay. I, I, I would ask when you when you say that we as a church should see what God says about it. Mm-hmm. Who gets the final dis, um, decision on on God that's has a, said? That's a good question. I don't know. Pope, <laughs> <laughs> he's entitled to a say. Doesn't mean we should listen. Yeah, like no. I guess just as we all make our, we all, we all form individuals that are part of the body. We all have to make our own decisions and yeah, make our own prayers. I guess we'll come yeah. down to that. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a really good question. Yeah, a good question because it's not like it's a local church mm. where there's a, a vague leader. Um, I said on purpose. Um, but this this is like the entire body, yeah. and how like there isn't just one mouthpiece. No, I think I think the, the best initiative so far that I've seen is you know um, churches that advocate for praying for Israel, yeah, like specifically, yeah. and of course they you know any anytime there's like issues anywhere else that they're aware of, they'll bring that up as well. But they specifically you know mention. Let's pray for yeah. Israel because that's God's people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that recognition is important mm-hmm. the, the, at, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm happy. Great. I'm happy too. So, all right. So, nice. I'm <laughs> nice. sweating. Boy. Welcome. <laughs> this social, political, d- 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 mud. All right. Mm. So, I guess you could say Moses has entered a new arc of his life. See what I did there? <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Peter's not impressed. Peter's just staring at him. What do you mean? That was buzz. That was buzz. Anyway, so Moses, do you want to tell us a bit about where you've been these past, been like six six weeks? So right now, if he doesn't want to say, what happens to your little thing you did there? (laughs) Well, my thinking is, we didn't give you a chance to say you didn't want to talk about it. Fair enough. That's that's so true. That's so true. I'm a big man. I'm not talking about it. I'm not Peter. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah, so similar to Peter, I just had another child. Um, So So it's not similar to Peter because Peter hasn't had another child yet. That we know of. For real, (laughs) you know. 
No. Nah, sim- okay. Similar to Peter, I find a child. But Woo! for me, it's another child. Dun, 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 um, dun, dun, so yeah. Dun, dun, dun. My wife and I, Jamelia, just had a son. Ah. Um, baby Noah. Jeez. See, um, that's yeah. new arc. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Oh, you should just left it. I man. thought you were talking about Ark of the Covenant. No, I didn't. No, think why would you? Do I don't know. I, I, I didn't correlate the <laughs> name. New arc. New arc. The new, a new arc. No, I had the arc. Hey, I'm sleep deprived, man. I don't <laughs> wear two by two. Um, yeah. So we just had just had a baby boy. Mm. Um, it's upstairs right now. Lovely bundle of joy. Um, yeah, yeah. So how does it feel to be a dad again? How's the process? It. <laughs> he didn't stop feeling less dad. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? It's. Um, it's, it feels new. Mm. See? Simply because okay, this is okay. this is the first boy. Mm. This is my first boy. So mm. I've had two girls, first boy. Mm. And there's there's like knowing that statistically as a black male, he's already at a disadvantage. Mm. And just like how like with, with a daughter, I can be protective. But with a son, I kind of need to raise him to protect himself. And even that's a stereotype because I still need is that, to raise is that my toxic? daughter. Oh. I still need no, no, because it's like it's a bit toxic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just wait for Robert to jump this, in. This, this is what I said. It's a bit of a stereotype. I was, mm. I was, it's a bit of a stereotype because I still need to raise my daughter to be able to protect herself. Mm. And with the introduction of a boy, I'm starting to realize some of the stereotypes that I have between boys and girls. Mm. Now I think naturally, men are a lot more precious over their daughters, and women are a lot more precious over their sons. Okay. Um. Simply because women will know the mindset of women when it comes to men. Men will know the mindset of men when it comes to women. Mm. And so we're a lot more protective coming from the other, pers- uh, other perspective. So I'm a lot more prote- protective over my daughter where, like, she's a princess. I want to treat her like a princess. I want to shower her with gifts, this and that. What, well, she wants to be a prince? She's a, she is currently a princess. <laughs> currently. <laughs> so if she ever wants to be a prince, we'll have that discussion then. Um, I think I've had this discussion with Peter, with Peter before, actually. Um, I don't. I don't think we necessarily saw eye to eye. No, it's one of the things that terrify me. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, would you like to put on the podcast? Or you no, <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's. I mean, we can talk about it. I'm fine. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I, I was like, if my ch- if any of my children come up to me and I was like, I like the same sex or whatever, I would be like, cool. Mm. I would legit say cool. And for me, it's not so much, and I just heard people drop their phones right now. Um, for me, it's not so much so like, how can you, but for me, it's just like, I can't impose my convictions onto you. I can expose you to them and I can raise you exposed to my convictions. But until they sink into you and become your convictions, they're not going to save you. My relationship with God is not going to save you. Yes, and it's it's a reality in which it's like I would rather you have an intimate relationship with God, and allow God to then transform you, than for me to then impose physical restrictions as to how you ought to live based on my convictions. Mm. So, it, it's a it's a sticky one because I'm I'm not like my son comes home with another dude, like it's it's gonna feel strange, and that's just from like yeah it's gonna feel strange. But at the same time, I'm going to accept you and show you God's love for you in regard, regardless of the situation that you're in. Mm. Knowing that, like, dude, like, I wasn't a clean-cut guy. 
my because my sin is different from yours doesn't necessarily mean that God loves me more than He loves you or loves me differently than He loves you. He loves me uniquely because there's only one me, but at the same time, like the love is still there. So yeah, it it's it sounds a bit Rob Bell love wins, but it's very much like I would rather in whatever situation my children bring home, display something of the love of God than to impose regulations um, and pray that in me showing something of the love of God, that then gives room for the Holy Spirit to minister on a deeper level than I ever could. Yep. Peter's like in the in the background twitching. Fine, fine. Peter had his steam around. Not even, not even, no, because, and, and I said this when we had our conversation, was this is obviously one of those things that literally terrify me. And it's something that, it terrifies me to the extent of not wanting to think about it. But I think, and, and what I said then was, um, when the Bible says to raise your child the way that they should grow, I think... Um, there's a lot more, it requires a lot more active. So before you get to that point, mm. and I get, I completely understand not wanting to force your convictions on your, your kid. You can't. Mm. But I think for me, it was being mindful of actively raising them to have those convictions yeah. themselves. Yeah. And, and, and not just, not just wanting to expose it to them, but actively trying to, trying to build this into, build build them up to be like this. Because the Bible mm. literally says, raise them up the way they should grow so when they grow, they don't mm. depart from it. So for me, it was looking at that and looking at that as more of a responsibility to 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 to, to nurture them and, and to grow them in this way. Now, of course, that's not a surefire way of protecting yeah. them from more evil. Yeah. And, and as you said, you know, sins might be different um, and, and whatnot. But I think in that same scenario where, you know, she comes back with another girl. She's like, she likes that girl. I think for me, it would be a lot more difficult to say, cool. It would be more like, all right, so if this is how you want to live your life, that's cool. <laughs> but we don't we don't allow this in this household for this reason. Mm. And it's not like I'm going to kick you out. But it's like, you're going to know that I don't believe this is what the Bible suggests for human beings. Mm. And so there will be that tension. And, and, and I, I'd, I'd recognize that tension, but I'm not going to kick you out. I'm not going to mm. do what our Ghanaian dads would do. Like, hey, you're seeing that? <laughs> nah, we'll nah, nah. It, it, won't, it won't be you that. Shipped all yeah. the way back do you know what? Home. Like, I... And again, a conviction is... This is that literal liberal thing. Yeah. <laughs> a conviction for me is almost... Um, I, I saw this quote that really, like, really shook me and challenged everything. It's not a parent's duty to raise godly children, but for their children to have godly parents. Mm. Yeah. And it's very much where it's just like, my task... Ah, actually. (laughs) I get what you're saying. Your your children's godliness isn't your responsibility. Because it's like, if in me... Children will emulate what they see their parents do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. A kid won't listen to you, he'll copy what you do. Yeah. Yeah. If if you if you're exposing your relationship with God to if you're exposing your children to your relationship with God and it is dynamic, it is vibrant, Mm. it is one of them ones where they see the Holy Spirit at work in your life, Mm -hmm. it will be infectious. Yeah. Yeah. And is is not and again, I see it from a perspective of if God is working in my life, my my first ministry is my is my family mm-hmm. and so i will serve my family in a way that's congruent with my faith 
Mm-hmm. And that will be, as you say, investing into them, mm. teaching them the ways and doing stuff. But it's not from a perspective of this will save you, but it's more, it's more sort of a reflection of my relationship with God yeah. rather than theirs. So I think the difference, the difference that concerns me is whether or not their godliness is as a consequence of your relationship with God or as, a, as the, um, the goal of your, your your relationship with them as a father, if that makes mm. sense. I would say that just like you, our relationship with God, mm. like our love for God, wasn't because of what our parents did. Like they, 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 they may have supplicated it mm. or like supplemented it. <coughs> but the love that we have for God is based on the relationship that we have had and how God has worked in our lives individually. Well, so here's the thing. when For me, the, the whole thing lies on training the child the way they should grow. Right, and when you look at um, is it who came first? Was it Jacob, Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? Mm -hmm. Everyone said Isaac. um, Jacob would say Abraham's God, my God. Isaac would say Jacob's God, Abraham's God, my God. And it was it was just as you guys are saying. I'm not I'm not even really disagreeing with you guys. I'm just saying I think there's another level to it where you are actively. You are training them up in this way because this is the right way to grow. Mm. It doesn't mean that they stay that way, but I think that there has to be that active, you know, that that, that intentional, I'm bringing you up this way because this is the right way to be brought up. And I think that's what 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 what, what being a godly parent is because yeah. a godly parent would raise but up But then their that child. is taking responsibility for their godliness. Not to say that you can make them godly, but I think if you are training them up to be godly, then that, you are taking responsibility for it. Uh, At the end of the I day, they're, they're, so it's their decision. The, but what, so the way that I almost see it is mm. that, it, yeah, it's the, the way that I see it as me training my children up in godliness mm is as a direct result of me wanting to grow in godliness. Absolutely, yeah. And so, as part of me, so it's almost like I'm loving those God has given me because I want to love God more. Mm -hmm. So I am loving my children and training them up in in godliness because of my convictions towards God. And so it's almost like, it, it sounds, it will sound almost selfish, but it's like, this is my active, um, this is my like, like, act of worship towards yeah. God by training yeah. these children. Mm. Now, however these children end up, it's not just saying I'm washing my hands off my kid, however they turn out, they no. turn out. It's like, yeah. I actively want to see them good. I want them to see them following the same path as me. But ultimately, I know that like their path lies in the hands of a sovereign God. Mm-hmm. There's only so much yeah, yeah. You, you as a parent can do. And, yeah, and, but and who the, decides? The, the, the question is, how much do we do? That's, that's what I think we're trying to answer. The, the one as thing, much as you can, I would say. The one thing that really stands out for me is mm. that my parents and all of their siblings are Muslims. Yeah. Mm. And so they raised me mm. in that tradition. They raised mm. me fasting. They raised me praying five times a day. Mm. And now I'm a Christian. Mm. And I'm such a Christian. Like, bro, I'm, I'm such a Christian. I love to church. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Holiness out here. No. But it's like, everything about me does mm. not reflect the way that they brought me this up. Is, we, didn't, we didn't get to this when we were talking about yeah. this earlier on because this is the difference that, I, I see almost immediately where your parents and everything else has been Muslim and you've literally seen God's sovereignty in you coming yeah. to Christ. My parents have always been Christian <laughs> and they brought me up in yeah. church. So it's a, it's a different, I, I guess I have a very different perspective yeah. and I think on the that's, whole thing. that's what's like mm. influenced this mm. decision where mm. it's just like, I want to, like, I don't want to run the race and be disqualified. Like, 
my godliness is just as important oh, as yeah. my children. Yeah. Um, and as part of my godliness, I want to Im- like Im- not just influence, but I want to expose actively expose them to a, a vibrant faith to for them to see me worship and mm. see me praying, see me like flat out in madness, mm. but relying on God. Mm. And that's a conviction that. I've been faced with recently where it's just like, if everything is going right for me, how will my children see a life surrendered to God, even in bad? Mm. And I was just like, all right, cool, God. It seems you know what you're doing. Mm. Cool. Mm. Why am I going to question the sovereign God? No. um, And so it's very much like me living a life displaying and like actively showing and imparting into them this, this, the convictions that I have Mm. praying that it takes root in them. Mm. If, if it doesn't flesh out the way that I want it to, doesn't necessarily mean that it isn't there. Mm. Now, a controversial statement, yeah. they might come home with another dude or another girl, but still display a faith more vibrant than mine. You need to elaborate on that. So, <laughs> they, and I'm almost seeing it as like... Um, not necessarily saying this was Jackie Hill Perry's situation and stuff, mm. but knowing of God and knowing God and having that relationship with him, but still struggling with yourself sexually. Mm. And so you've entered this relationship and you're pursuing it, but you're still pursuing a vibrant relationship with God. Now you're going to see, you're, I believe that you're going to see a inconsistency yeah. in that life. Mm. So within that situation, I'm going to be like, God, what's, what's going on? Because mm. obviously she like, they're still fasting. Mm. They're, st- they're like, their faith is there, but what's going on? Yeah. Mm. I think it's similar to like, I think because homosexuality is such like, so far removed, but I feel like it's no different from someone who watches porn. Well, or, so here's or, like, the thing. It is different though. And I think it's different because it's an identity. It's not just something I do. Yeah, I may... I may be addicted to porn. Porn is something I watch. I'm not a porn. <laughs> but do you get it? It's not. Yeah. It's not my identity. Whereas this now has been labelled as, or has been treated as, an identity. I am gay. This is not. It's not just something I do. This is who I am. And that's where the difference is. And I think it's subtle because where everything else is something that I do, and thus God can. You either stop me from doing it, help me overcome, whatever. If we recognize, if we identify this as an identity, then you're not just saying, and really, this is the story of the gospel in that I was dead in my sin, so everything I am is dead. But you're saying because I am this person, I then you, that that person cannot be with God, if that makes sense. And that's why you've got secular, uh, you know, secularism or whatever being such a rampant thing amongst them and you've got some churches saying okay now you can be gay you can be here because they don't want to lose out on that and i don't think that's the way to go about it but i think that's just a reaction to the fact that if this is then my identity my identity removes the possibility of god but i would say that the 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 title of homosexual Mm. is something that is human given like if you look at homosexuality within the bible that's, that's a whole different like oh, no, no, of worms, you know is I, I i feel like homosexuality wasn't like people weren't labeled as, as homosexuals in the bible like homosexuality as a 
as an action was as put with it was it was just act. another thing that yeah. you did yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In but that, now if a man lies that, with yeah. another man yeah. as a woman it was just another thing yeah. as though if a man was to lie with an animal if a man was to so, yeah okay okay I get what yeah, you're saying yeah, that, okay. that, that's mm. what I'm saying so, so like mm. e- e- even though we've made it a thing mm. and like I feel like especially in in this era that we live in we like to put labels on everything and that's just something that we do as a society mm. same way it, it could could be hyperactive he must have ADHD yeah. or he mm-hmm. could just like jumping around a lot mm. yeah. and mm. I feel like because of that I wouldn't say that's different okay okay I, I, I get what you're saying and, and I, again I think I, I get the idea and I said I, it wouldn't be I'd kick you out but it would be like yeah. this isn't this isn't yeah. what goes I think yeah. I, and the reason I, I find a slight tension with your position is because that tension in and of itself may taint their view of faith as they go through that as they go through that quote unquote experimental phase or whatever it is mm. um, if they come home knowing that there's now a tension within their relationship with you based on their sexuality mm. And you are the person who they have learned the most about God from. Mm. They might equate that to God. And this is where we sometimes reflect human relationships onto God. We've had mm. a bad relationship with our dad. And so God is a father. I don't want nothing to do with him because I had a bad dad at home. Or someone abused me. I reflected that onto God. God is not going to accept me because blah, 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 whatever. Mm. Um, and that's, this is not trivializing people's situations. This is just like quick summary. Mm. And so I almost see it as in presenting that tension, mm. yes, whenever we sin, there is that, more so on our part, there mm. is that consciousness of it and that condemnation. But in Christ, we've already been forgiven. But we're still grieving the spirit. We're, so still, still, we're, still, grieving the, we're still grieving the spirit. Mm. Um, there is tension there, but I feel like the tension... Is, okay, so I guess what I am saying is you're going to have to navigate that very sensitively yeah i think my 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 view on it now and again is subject change but my my view is the tension will be there but that doesn't stop the love if that makes sense mm. that doesn't and i think that's because i think that's what it is with the with the holy spirit is there's tension like, there when we grieve the holy spirit doesn't stop him from being with us doesn't kick him out you know and mm. i think that's where we see the grace that there is sin but grace super abounds because mm. we still recognize that it's sin yeah but then there's still grace. Yeah. Whereas I think if we try and gloss over the tension or, or gloss, n- not gloss over, but I think that's where my conflict is. Yeah. If that I makes feel sense. like I could be wrong, but, but like the way you put it, mm. it seems like you're saying, yes, I love you. But then there's, there's always like a butt attached to it. Mm. But then with grace, there's no butt. Is that you, I love you. Yeah. I, I, I love you. Full but stop. there is a butt. <laughs> there's the grieving of the Holy Spirit. That's the butt. The fact that it's not just everything's everything is good everything is good because christ has paid for our sins but for me the fact that the spirit is still grieved means that there's still something there that reminds us and that's the conviction Mm. you know that's that says this still isn't right but and it's it's still recognized that this isn't right and it it would be for anything it would be for definitely but everything but but, but, it's just that but but i feel like grace separates the two things in a sense that the, the grieving of the spirit is separate from the grace we are given. If that makes sense. Not quite. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily separate it. No, no. I, I, see what, I see what you're saying. And the, reason I'm, the only reason I'm saying I wouldn't necessarily separate it is um, 
it it can almost create convenient lanes for things to kind of run through, um, which doesn't necessarily do justice to the full work of God within us. And it's it's almost like saying, um, in creating grooves, it's it's almost separating certain things that happen within the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so, yes, he is grieved. And yes, there is is grace. But I feel like um, the the, the grief, him being grieved, happens in the act happens in as we're as we're committing that sin mm. um whilst the grace is still being shed it's still it's like the grace supersedes shall we yeah. say that grace may abound certainly not but grace abounds even even as we where sin, sin is grace so abounds it's, it's almost and, like yeah. the, the grief the grievance is almost in the recognition of like this shouldn't be so and that's that's where we well no that's on our part yeah but the spirit is that i, I don't and, think that's and I, I, just, feel, I feel like in us, in us grieving the spirit, I feel like as if the spirit lives in us mm. and we grieve him, we will feel convicted. Mm. So our conviction is almost the recognition that we've grieved the Holy Spirit. Okay, and that that tends to come with the act. Even if we even if we act ob- obliviously, mm. when we recognize it and mm. we feel that grief, we then almost come in alignment with the grievance of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so I feel like in me saying in me showing my disapproval actively showing my disapproval in a homosexual relationship with my children or whatever um i'm almost casting a blanket over you of um like less than or not not good enough in the sense of um, or i'm not, i'm not it's like you you don't want to do this like walking on your children on whatever act but it's it's like I, I genuinely don't feel as though don't I don't necessarily see within the work because I, I see Jesus accepting and um and the reason I wouldn't separate is just because even as Jesus receives people, receives sinners, receives prostitutes and stuff like mm. that, he doesn't necessarily he acknowledges and still extends the grace. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily separate the two. He's like, um, the woman at the well, you've had how many husbands? Yeah. Um, and the one you're with now. And the one you're with now. But it's just like, but yet he was willing to give her the living waters. Mm. And so there wasn't so much of a separation, but there was a rec- recognition within a recognition of the sin that I am still here to give you. But this. then do you see, I think this is where, this is the, the crux of my conflict is, it sounds like you're saying you wouldn't recognize that it was sin. Or it sounds like you 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 wouldn't acknowledge that it's sin, mm. if that makes sense. So Is that what you're saying? My, no, my 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 stance would always be that if I have raised you, mm. you will know what I feel about this, or mm-hmm. you will know what my beliefs are about this. Mm-hmm. And so you've now hit the age at which you can um, make decisions for yourself. Make a decision make for your yourself. Choices, yeah. Yeah, you can make a decision for yourself and now and as a romantic decision, you have chosen to follow this path. Mm. Cool. You should already know how I feel about this. Mm. And with you knowing that, I don't need to express it because you would already know that. Like, okay, daddy doesn't like this food. Mm-hmm. But like, there was nothing home and I cooked it for him. He was starving and he still ate it. Like he's showing me his love, not 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 necessarily like food with sexuality. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But it's it's very much like you already know my stance. You already know what I feel about that. How how I, how I respond to that. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. 
but you have yet chosen this, mm-hmm. I'm still going to love you. Okay. Even with you knowing how I feel about it, I'm still going to love you. Mm. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel like if we, let's take porn. If you watch porn, do whatever, go to prayer. I don't necessarily feel like the Holy Spirit reminds us that God dislikes that because we already know. And that's why... But we only know because the Spirit makes that known to us. But the thing is, it's like in our relationship with God, we get to know things that grieve him, Mm. things that he likes, things that he doesn't like. Mm. And so when we do something that he doesn't like Mm -hmm. and we go and confess, that's not because he has told us in that moment Mm. that he doesn't like it. Yes, we've been convicted. We've grieved the Holy Spirit. We've been been convicted. But it isn't that he explicitly told us, I do not like what you're doing. Like, God's going to talk like that. But like, he he hasn't explicitly told us that. Mm. We've known that from our relationship But there have been moments where that's been the case, where it's been go and proclaim the sins of the people. I forget which prophet, yeah, Yeah. I forget which prophet it was. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I, kind of get what you're saying. I kind of get what you're saying. Um, Because I almost see it as like, with, with Jesus, he's like, go and sin no more. Yeah. He didn't tell us what sin. Well, for you know, for the the lady who was going to stop doing what you're doing, kind of thing. Okay, so even the woman caught caught mm. in adultery, mm. you know, going sin no more, mm-hmm. fam. What sin? Sleeping with another man's wife, talking to another, like speaking to another uh, mm. woman's husband. Like there's there's a whole, and even the guys that were the guy that was blind, he made mud, put into his eyes, saw mm. his trees. Mm. He goes go and sin no more, stuff like that. And it's like, what sin did he commit? We don't know. Mm. And so it's very much like we, in knowing the character and nature of God, when we do something that goes against that character and nature, we, we're convicted. Mm-hmm. And that conviction is a recognition that I have done something that has grieved him. Mm-hmm. Now, if my child who, who should know me knows and knows my stance on different things, then comes to me and says, I have chosen to live in a lifestyle that I know you disagree with. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, cool, you know that I disagree with this, mm. but I'm still going to love you. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, like I said, I'll still love you, but you'll know that I disagree. <laughs> you know that I disagree with it. That's that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so, like, listening to it, I see the difference in order mm. makes a difference. So, Moses was like, you know I disagree with this, but I love you. You said, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but you know I love this. Yeah. Mm. So I think I think for me, living with me would have established my standards, mm. and in me actively displaying this to you or like raising you in this way is going to display my standards to you. Mm. And if you choose to live in a manner that's contrary to my standards, I'm still going to love you. Mm. So like for my dad, I know that he absolutely despises me being a Christian, mm. but he still extends the love, mm. and I rate him for that even more so. Mm. Now he there were times when I would have conversations with him and it would always end with, it's always going to be tense because you're a Christian. Mm. And I would, I would literally leave those conversations thinking I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Mm. But now I can still feel the tension, but he doesn't raise it up anymore. Okay. He just, and I'm like, cool, I can come to you a lot more mm. and I can have this relationship with you. And there's almost something similar where it's just like, I will extend not just my love, but hoping that I'll be extending something of the love of God that even when you have done something contrary to what you know God wants, mm. he still extends his love to you. Mm. So for me, even in that moment, my in, my conviction would be I still need to extend God's love to you. Yeah, no, which, which is the same as mine. Um, so yeah, yeah. 
coming back to the initial question, how is it different? He's a boy, I'm a boy. I'm very much thinking about lineage. I'm thinking about masculinity. I'm thinking about how do I raise another man in mm. another generation? Mm. Um, considering my pitfalls, considering I'm just figuring out what it truly means to be a man. Mm. Like, how do I then pa pass that on? It's like with a woman, I can I can show you how a man ought to sh treat you. Mm. And that's why I'm treating her like a princess because I'm like, this is how a man ought to treat, this is how a man ought to treat you. Mm. But of a man, I'm almost like, this is how you need to treat them or this is how you need to respond to the world. Mm. So yeah, it's from a female perspective, I'm very much like loving her, blah, blah, blah. Like this is how you need to be treated from a male perspective. So you, it could be seen, you could think of it as toxic masculinity. I don't necessarily think it is because I'm just seeing it as a different perspective where it's just like, this is how you ought to live. And from a female perspective, this is how I want you to be treated. Mm. So hopefully, mum will teach the girl this is how you ought to live. Mm. And then teach the son this is how... Yeah, you ought to be treated. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. You know when every time I say toxic masculinity, it's, it's all in jest. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? In the society that we live in, like, every man's like ready to hop on any... Oh yeah, so mm. yeah, I'm just like cool. Mm. You think I'm that kind of person? No, no, no. I'm, okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> <I'm, I'm, laughs> that was hard there. That was hard there. I'm thinking about the listeners because uh, mm. I do remember yeah. someone saying like we laughed about something. Someone's like I couldn't listen to the toxic masculinity and stuff like that. So yeah, things can. Be uh, that, that was fair. That was a fair point. It was yeah. <laughs> us laughing about a man getting sexually violated, which we shouldn't have done. So that was fair. <laughs> what? Hookups, anyone? Yep. <laughs> hookups. Did I say something wrong? Let's move on to hookups. Um, you didn't say anything wrong. Mm. No, I'm um, just being silly. Um, cool. Can I go? Yep. So my hookup is an app called Stoop. Um, so I've been on a, a kick of educate yourself and, you know, be mindful of the echo chambers that you're in on social media, etc. One way I'm getting around that is that's this is not true because this is exactly what it is but no so email newsletters and subscriptions is a thing that i have got into quite a bit and stoop is like a podcast directory for your email newsletters because i find they just go straight into my um my inbox and you know it's hard to sometimes get through them but stoop allows you to it gives you a unique email address which you can use to subscribe to these newsletters and they will just um, they'll just come in just in newsletter, put in like a really easy to read like article format, um, and it's it's super dope. So that's what I've been using Stoop, um, and just because I want to, some suggestions for newsletters you can get are RZIM. They've got a weekly digest which is okay. quite good. RZIM, uh, Rev Zacharias International okay. Ministries, and also Coin and Near House. Uh, they've also got a very good. Um, uh, personal update I think it's monthly um, but it's like full of information really useful really good uh, Christian information um, so I subscribe with Stoop to those newsletters cool cool um, for also me, they're not a sponsor none of these guys are sponsors so. you should be sponsoring us we need <laughs> we need sponsors <laughs> yeah. Uniqlo so if you're listening I'm wearing a Uniqlo t-shirt I love Uniqlo t-shirts just saying is that Uniqlo? yeah Alright, so my hookup is a game called Wordscapes. Um so it's like a there's a circle of um letters. alphabets, letters, and you can make 
up to like 12 words from him or something like that. And um, yeah, there's like daily things to do. And the reason I'm hooking this up is for me personally, it's just pushing me to look at things from different perspectives to just, yeah, try different things, look at things from different angles and stuff like that. It's been really helpful, mm. especially while I was writing my dissertation. It, it's bizarre, but I've just been looking at the same question from different angles and just doing something practical with a game that practically that forced me to do that, just kind of helped me to do that. So yeah, um, yes, Wordscapes. Cool. I know it's on iOS. I don't know about Android. It though, is on Android. All right, all right, all right. Shout out right. to Android gang. All right. It's not, even that, all right. it's not even that good a game. You see that pent up anger that Android <laughs> gives you, yeah? <laughs> iOS 13 just dropped. Mm. Us when I live in. Jeez. Hey, Peter, can you put um, um, a memory card in your phone? Yeah. Just, uh, you might? I don't need to. <laughs> okay, just check it, just check it. I, I don't need to. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> check it. I don't need to, yeah? I'm trying to live that minimalist lifestyle. Well so I'm done, trying to keep well as minimal stuff on my phone as possible. Well yeah? done, Rob, I also walk around with one terabyte of free storage you see, you space see? on my So basically, phone. yeah, so Android go. just causes you to, to have a whole load of digital clutter. No, <laughs> no. Hey, it Peter. means I've got the freedom to have what I want on my phone. Hey, Peter, do you have a headphone jack? I do have a headphone Jeez. jack, actually. But have you got Bluetooth headphones? I also have Bluetooth headphones. So why headphones. do you need a headphone jack? Because sometimes the Bluetooth headphones die. Do they? Yes. You should charge them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't want to charge them. <laughs> Can you not afford electricity? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I'm going to be a snob. <laughs> okay, so my hookup is a book called Daring Greatly by Breneen Brown and apparently it's now also on Netflix called <laughs> The Call to Courage <laughs> apparently well that's what it says on the on, on the, on oh, the thing. fair enough yeah so it's um, just a book on busting myths on, vun- on vulnerability and how vulnerability can be a good thing um, it's been really interesting um, I'm, I'm currently on, on a chapter where it's talking a bit about like creativity mm. and the the, the the dangers of connecting your self-worth to the stuff that you create Mm. and how um, you shouldn't do that and and like it's okay to create stuff and not everyone think it's amazing just to, uh, just for the fact that, that like you've Aye, what book is it. that? send yeah. that to the group send yeah. that to the group very greatly <laughs> it's on Netflix Aye, I'm, 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 I might just need to where's my tablet? where's my <laughs> iPad? where's the, the iPad? so on on Netflix it's called um, the, call, the, the Call to Courage yeah, it's been pretty good on about a third of the way through. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I guess that's everything. Nice. Hey, Apple, if you want to sponsor me. Good luck. <laughs> um, shout out to Ritual Intro Outchim. Oh, yeah, come on. The Call to Courage. Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. You can find us on Twitter at French UK. Yeah. Email us at tbsfriendsofhotmail.com. Mm. You can find us on all good podcaster websites and apps. The Blacks Furnace with an apostrophe. Um, yeah, Moses, it's good to have you back. Daniel, it's good to be back. Um, I think that's everything. I think so. Cool, then I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow. Hadouken. Hadouken.